The Monster She Unloved by Daniel Shalom. Gehiji approached the poorly structured makeshift refugee camp where Lefe resided. It was on the slope of a mountain that was dense with all forms of flora. When he arrived at the compound, he was met with one of Lefe's companions, Mehdi, who also lived there. They were well acquainted as Gahiji frequented the camp in pursuit of the woman of his dreams. Mehdi happened to be the smartest of them all. She always came out top of her class until she had abandoned school, fleeing the rebel soldiers who also ravaged through her village. Mehdi, good afternoon. Is Lefe around? I've brought her some cassava and plantain, Gahiji said smiling and slightly lifting the plastic bag as though to prove he was not lying. Cassava and plantain? Did you also send call from Rome? retorted Mehdi as she took the plastic from Gahiji's hand. Lefe smiled as he sat on a wooden stool but did not respond. He had no idea what Mehdi meant by that reference as were not willing to let her know that. Mehdi opened the plastic bag and had a peep inside. Gahiji, if you're trying to prove your love to this woman with this meal, you're shooting yourself in the foot, my brother. I can almost count how many slices of plantain are in there, Mehdi said, shaking her head as she walked away. Still looking into the plastic bag, feeling utterly embarrassed, Gahiji contemplated getting up and heading right for the mountains. He had come a long way, however, so he decided to suck it up and face the music, if any. Lefe walked onto the compound and walked towards Gahiji. Gahiji got up, wiped the back of his trousers, then extended his hand to greet Lefe. You should have greeted me first before you wiped your bottom, don't you agree? Lefe said jokingly. She greeted him and they both stood under the tree, laughing and exchanging pleasantries. I don't know what you and Mehdi have been discussing about me, but it clearly isn't pleasant. You're both like bears with sore heads towards me today, said Gahiji laughing. Lefe replied, smacking her hands together. You actually assume we think of you while you're away? <laughs> I envy your confidence, to which they both laughed. Anyway, Gahiji, I want to apologize for the way I spoke to you last time. Forgive me. It was unbecoming of me, Lefe said, hanging her head low with her hands in her worn-out and brown suede jacket. Ah, there's nothing to forgive. You meant no harm, Gahiji responded. It did leave me with more questions than answers, however. Yet now I feel asking them of you, said Gahiji, holding onto a branch of the tree they stood under, with the other hand in his pocket. The priest who took me in always used to say to me, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. I later discovered he was quoting from the Bible, said Gahiji while he chuckled. If you think I have confidence, imagine this Catholic father, this priest who thought anything would avail from preaching to a child soldier. Well, it looks like it went well with you. Your God seems to love you more than he loves the rest of us. I always thought when I die and met my ancestors, my gods, or maybe even yours, the only question I'd ask them is, why? Why me? However, I have since stopped hoping for that because even then, they might still let me down by denying me an answer. My answer. Lefe stepped away briefly, as though to gather her thoughts. 
She was tearing up but did not want Gahiji to see her like that again. She felt it made her look weak. Gahiji then responded quietly and said, Please, don't start. We could talk about this another time. I just wanted to see how you were doing. I'm sorry, but I can't help it. I'm forever feeling like I'm hanging on to my sanity by a thread. It's not a fair. Every time you mention that priest or your god, it makes me wonder where my priest was. Or my god. I do not understand why even though my body has somewhat healed, not regarding the skies that serve as a permanent and physical reminder, there's still a part of me that aches and is unbearable. What is it? Is that my soul? Why would my soul hurt? It wasn't touched. And where is my soul, Gahiji? In my heart? In my brain? None of it makes sense to me. How then is love meant to make sense, said Lefe. Still with her hand in her pocket, but her shoulders shrugging at every question she posed. She could not even look Gahiji in the eye. Anyways, thank you for the lunch you brought me. I'm doing well as you can see, said Lefe, sarcastically with a fake smile on her face. Stop. Stop all this, please. I know you have carried so much pain for so long. I wish I could tell you reasons why this happened to you, but... I cannot. In any case, if not you, then who? Would you feel slightly relieved if it happened to all women? All girls? I know the ideal is it would not happen at all, but unfortunately, the world we live in is imperfect. It is full of terrible people, myself being counted among them. We all have been dealt hands by life and we all have a choice, either to be crushed by the pains and the burdens of life of which we have no end. Or we can fight for the little bit of good we still possessed and see in the world. I do not know how much pain you have gone through and will not insult you by pretending I do. But I have seen women and young girls who went through what you went through and came out, scathed and bruised, but they came out. I know, Lefe, that you are just as strong if not stronger. If you feel you are not, I am here. I will not go anywhere. Allow me to love all that you are. Beauty is not perfection. It is imperfection perceived the right way. You, my love, are the impersonation of beauty inside and out, and that is all of you. By now, tears were rolling streams from Lefe's eyes. It was the first time in all her life she felt she did not need to put up guards. She stepped around the trees and stood on the other side from where Gahiji stood. She was, for the first time, going to allow herself to be vulnerable with someone else, though everything in her was fighting for her not to. With her head bowed again, she responded back to Gahiji and said, I don't know if I love you. What I do know is I have fallen in love with this, this monster inside me. All of the bitterness I have felt, all the rage, the sadness, the emptiness, all of the pain have all become one big monster in me and I have grown to love it. Because it, the only true reminder I have that I was alive, even though it was slowly eating at me. It was all I had, all I was becoming. If I can love that, I can unlove it and learn to love you.
you are infinitely more beautiful to me.